Hello! As another month rolls over and we turn over the page of our calendars, it's time to catch up on the latest news from Biotechniques with our Editor's Picks podcast. Join me, Aisha Aljanabi, as I round up the weird, the wonderful and the incredible research going on in the life science community. Each month, I'll be bringing you my favourite news stories and interviews in this bite-sized podcast to accompany you whilst you're waiting for your centrifuge to run or your kettle to boil. I interviewed Alison Noble, a professor of biomedical engineering at the University of Oxford, for our latest feature about automating ultrasound scanning. Alison's research looks at developing easy-to-use and affordable imaging devices with artificial intelligence. For example, Tracer, which is a portable tool to estimate the gestational age at any point in pregnancy from 14 weeks onwards. Tracer is designed to be used by healthcare professionals who are not highly trained sonographers. We spoke about the challenges of automating ultrasound scanning and another of Alison's projects where she is monitoring the gaze of sonographers and recording their explanations as they perform a scan. To read the full feature, you can find a link to the article in the show notes of this podcast or check out the interview section of the Biotechniques website. Magnetoencephalography, or MEG, is a neuroimaging technique that uses magnetic fields generated by electrical brain activity to measure temporal and spatial properties of neuronal firing. However, MEGs require liquid helium to achieve the cold temperatures it needs to operate. Now, researchers have made a smaller, cheaper and more convenient alternative using laser-based diamond sensor technology, whilst preserving the sensitive diagnostic capabilities of MEGs. The device also works at room temperature and can be fitted to the patient's head. The first biohybrid model of a human ventricle has been used to answer a centuries-old question. In 1669, Richard Lower, an English physician, recorded the helical arrangement of the heart muscles in Tractatus Decordae, which, according to Google, translates to a study of the heart. Since then, scientists have been trying to understand the reason behind this arrangement of muscles. In 1969, Edward Salen, a biomathematician, reasoned this was to pump more blood from the ventricle with each contraction. Now, bioengineers from Harvard have made a biohybrid model of the ventricle using a novel method called focused rotary jet spinning to create a scaffold for cardiomyocyte cells to form a tissue. This technique creates a scaffold from a liquid polymer solution in a similar manner to a candy floss machine. The researchers used this technique to create and compare differently aligned heart muscles and found that Edward Salen's theory was indeed correct. If you'd like to know more about the technique used to fabricate the ventricle, read our article on biotechniques. From making a new heart to mending a broken one, researchers from the University of Houston have used synthetic messenger RNA to deliver two mutated transcription factors called STEMIN and YAP5SA to mouse hearts in an in vitro tissue culture study to repair and regenerate heart muscle cells. The two transcription factors work together to replicate heart cardiomyocytes by de-differentiating existing ones into a more stem cell-like state to promote proliferation. There's a novel drug candidate yielding encouraging preclinical results as a potential chemotherapeutic, which kills the mitochondria in leukemia cells whilst leaving healthy cells unaffected. These small molecule drug candidates are able to override the mitophagy bypass of cancer cells and trigger their breakdown. Mitophagy is the process of dismantling old mitochondria and replacing them. However, cancer cells often bypass this process to maximize the amount of ATP available. It turns out that this is the model leukemia cells follow, so they contain more damaged mitochondria than healthy cells and are more susceptible to deterioration. 
After those scorcher 40 degree July days in the UK and elsewhere, climate change is really knocking down the door and making us quite literally stop and hopefully listen. So we need to be looking to ensure food security in the face of this crisis. Recently, researchers developed an electrocatalytic process to enable plants to photosynthesize without sunlight. Photosynthesis is actually quite inefficient as only 1% of sunlight is absorbed by plants. The researchers used electricity supplied by solar panels to convert carbon dioxide and water into acetate, which the plants could uptake in the dark. This artificial photosynthesis could lead to more efficient production of crops with reduced environmental impact and mean that crops can grow in cities and areas that are unsuitable for traditional agriculture. One of the most cited studies about Alzheimer's disease was found to contain apparently fabricated data and tampered images. This study was published in 2006 in Nature and reported the primary role of amyloid beta plaques in Alzheimer's. It has since served as the basis for many experiments and the development of anti-amyloid beta plaque drugs. Neuroscientist Matthew Schrag raised these concerns and now science has launched its own six-month investigation into the matter. Elizabeth Bick, a molecular biologist and forensic image consultant, commented that the authors of the 2006 paper appeared to have composed figures by piecing together parts of photos from different experiments. This finding has massive financial implications and could lead to an increase in the public's mistrust of science. Those were just some of the articles from Biotechniques that I enjoyed reading or writing over the past month, but there are plenty more on our website. Let us know what your favourite articles were by tweeting us at, at mybiotechniques and use the hashtag, hashtag BTNEditorsPicks. If you'd like to find out more about any of these articles, check out the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. The I really got. I'm guessing it's just Mitsubaji, Mitsubaji. I think Mitsubaji. Um, I should probably leave this room now. <laughs> <laughs>